Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. I hope you've had a good week, um, depending on when you're listening. I'm recording this on Wednesday, April 27th. And the reason that I have to point out the date is because today is the day that changed my life. And if you haven't... um heard the whole story, go back to my episodes, and it is called The Day My Life Changed, right? Um, it, today's the anniversary of it. Um, so, I guess I can tell you, I have to tell you the story, or else today means nothing, right? <laughs> so, I guess you don't really have to go back, you can just hear it here. Um... Today's a bittersweet day. It, it's it been five years since this day happened, right? Five years ago today. It seems like longer than five years and like it happened yesterday all at once. Um... But it's an important day in my life because I didn't realize that it was going to be the thing that brought my life purpose. That brought me to doing this, to doing podcasts. It would take two and a half years, but it would bring me to this, to, to what I was meant to be doing. To help other people. Alright, so what's the big mystery? I'm sure a lot of you know this, or some of you know this. And I'm sure a lot of you or some of you don't know my story. But I was raised an only child. Um, Told that my parents were married for nine years and it took my mother that long to get pregnant and therefore um she named me Millie is my nickname let's put it that way she named me something else um it's Millie is short for the longer version um because of the fact that it took her nine years to get pregnant with me that's what I was always told and what many people also thought was the story. Um, I used to ask my mom about my dad's past. And, and this is important because I didn't know anything about his past. I knew things about hers, whether they're true or not is another story. But I, st- I still knew some details about her past, right? About where she grew up, how she grew up, um, what she did in Cuba, 
Um, of course, I had some things wrong, and it, I may or may not mention it doesn't really matter. It's just dates and ages and stuff that were off, but I had a, at least some sort of picture. But with my dad, I had no idea about his his past, his family. I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to talk to his brother and my cousins, his nephews. I met them once when I was six years old, and that was it. Um, as an update, it's incredible how the internet works. When... This day happened five years ago. I decided I needed to talk to my uncle in Cuba. And I had no no way of getting in touch with him. But there, where there's a will, there's a way, right? Um, I went to a Facebook group that would help you find people in Cuba. And within minutes of me asking, they had they had sent me a phone number. And it was his phone number. I talked to my uncle. And I haven't called him back. And and I keep saying I need to. But I'm very nervous. Um, The connection to Cuba is not good. You don't hear clearly. It's hard to have a conversation. But it, it was hard to call that first time. But let's go back to the fact that I didn't know anything about my dad. Right? Basically, I just I knew he had a brother. And I had three cousins because I met... I met two of them, um, but that's it. And, and I always ask my mom, like, why did my dad come to the United States from Cuba? And she gave me some story, which to an, a seven or eight year old might make sense, that he wanted a bicycle for Christmas and his brother got the bicycle, not him. So he didn't talk to his brother and he left Cuba. I mean, that made sense to me when I was seven. But when I was an adult and I remembered the story, it didn't make sense, right? That's that's a story for a child, not for an adult. And I was never told anything differently. I was never told anything. So... Even when I asked questions, it was just not answered. I can't even tell you exactly what she said because I don't recall. But I know I asked because I was always curious. So I knew about her past, or so I thought, and nothing about my dad's past or his life before. All I knew is, like, I, I also asked about how my parents met. Like, where did you meet? How did you meet? And the story that my mother told me was, I would say, pretty creative. Um, not unbelievable. Not true, but not unbelievable. Um, she had a boyfriend when she was young. And her boyfriend's grandmother was sick, and they lived in Havana. She lived in Havana, the grandmother. So my mother and my grandmother went to visit. And apparently during that visit, my 
my father and his family were neighbors of this woman. And that's how they met. That was the story. And they kept in touch through letters. And they both got the visa at the same time to come to the U.S. And my mother came through Mexico. My dad came through Spain. And then they both got to New York around the same time. And I used to ask my mom, so what did my dad do when he got to New York? Like, you know, did work-wise, you know, how did he sustain? Because apparently my dad got here first, or to the U.S., to New York. And um, she told me that he lived, he rented out a room in an apartment uh, that belonged, you know, the apartment was someone else's apartment, but he rented out the room. And and then when she got here, then they got together. I'm going to tell you right now, this is one of the perfect examples of taking the truth and changing it. And so it's partially true, but it's not the the important parts are not true. So that's the story I knew. Okay, that my parents had known each other for years. They were married for nine years before they had me. So my entire life, I thought my parents had been married for nine years longer than they actually were. Um, so, what's, what is the April 27th meaning in my life? Um, five years ago today, it, funny enough, it was a Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. I remember it was a Wednesday. And I was sitting with my husband. We had, we were apparently eating dinner. I didn't remember that part, but I just saw it in my Facebook memories. I'm watching TV and I got a text. No, incorrect. I got a phone call and it was from Puerto Rico. But I didn't know anybody in Puerto Rico. No. You know, my uncle on my mother's side had lived there, but he was here in Florida. I knew, I, so it wasn't, you know, I I didn't know anybody in Puerto Rico. So I just assumed it was a wrong number and, you know, declined the call. Then I got a text. And the question was, is your father so, so-and-so? And I began to cry immediately before anything else happened i began to cry i began to cry because i had had suspicions about my dad's past for many years because of what i said before the story i knew just wasn't a story that made any sense anymore it just didn't. So my husband immediately is like, what's the matter? What's wrong? I said, hold on, hold on. Because I didn't want to tell him what I thought until until it happened. Because I knew immediately that that was my brother who was contacting me. I had a brother. And I had a feeling that I had siblings. Now, 
I had come to this conclusion because of the secrecy, right? You, you become suspicious when you just can't find out things and when you know that you're being told you can't contact your dad's family, right? I, I said to my father, can I have an address so that I can write to my family? And he's like, no, I don't have one. I'm like, yeah, you do because you got a letter not that long ago. I I don't know where it is, you know. The toxicity wasn't just my mother, okay? It just wasn't. Um, they were both hell-bent on keeping this lie alive, secrets alive. So the rest of the text messages, um, I can't remember anymore. I remember he asked if I was so-and-so's daughter, and I said yes. And I asked, because I knew who he was immediately, I asked him questions that only my brother would have known. Like, where where was I born? Right? If he was my older brother or my brother, he would have known that. Um, he was contacting me, so he knew I existed. Um, where was he born? Um, things, I mean, that question alone was like, oh my God, that, okay, that, that starts, you know, the, the, where he was born means all these other things already. Um, he got everything right as far as locations. So at the end, I just said, so who are you? How are you related to me? And he said, you're my sister. And that's that's the moment where it was confirmed and where I was allowed to cry and I was allowed to tell my husband and I was allowed to freak out. Um, I didn't realize what that meant at that moment, right? Because our brains protect us. And my brain was, at that moment, my brain was like, okay, you have a brother. That's great. Um, I called him back and we spoke on the phone. And it, as it turned out, I have three brothers, not two, uh, not one. Um, He has a full brother who's... They have the same mother and my father. And there was another brother who they, my father, my father, you know, they only had my father in common. So their mother was someone else. That person's mother was someone else. So I had three brothers with two different mothers and I had no clue. So... That information alone was huge, right? I had been raised in this bubble of overprotection, um, uh, fear, right? Because that fear was palpable. I, I knew that, I, I can't say that I knew it consciously, but I think subconsciously I knew something's not right the way that I'm being raised. Something's not right. What is my mother so scared of? She was afraid of me finding out about my brothers. So she kept me in a bubble. 
She kept me in a bubble in Queens, and she kept me in a bubble when we moved to Washington Heights to a building where six, six or seven apartments were family members of my mother's. There was no way that, you know, anyone was going to break through that bubble to get to me. Although, she couldn't keep her eyes on me 24-7, so... And the thing is, the worst part is that when we moved to Washington Heights, that's where my dad met his second wife, as it turned out, and had two kids with her. Was in Washington Heights, was like not eight blocks away from where I was living. Now, they didn't live there anymore, but as it turns out, when I lived in Washington Heights, that apartment was still under their name, and they would go to New York and spend time there to the point where me and my brother have gone to the same pizzeria. Like, we, I could have literally been in the pizzeria with him there and not known that I was with my brother. I think about that, and it scares me. Uh, He's seven years older than me. It scares me because it's unimaginable to think that that really could have happened. And I will never know, right? (laughs) I'll never know me and him were there at the same time. Or we were somewhere else in the neighborhood at the same time, right? I would never know. All right, so... I find out that I have three brothers, but... I mean, your like I said, your brain is meant to protect you. So none of the other information really sunk in or I didn't question anything. I still was like, you know, I, I, I did find out how old they were, right? That he was seven years older than me. His brother was like five or six years older than me. And the other one was older than them. So... It was, you know, and in the middle of the night or the next morning, I didn't sleep. I slept like two hours that night. Um, In the middle of the night and the the next morning, I remember being in the kitchen and my husband saying, but wait, your parents were married for nine years. How did that happen that you have two siblings that are in that time frame? And I went, oh, my God. Now, going back a little bit, that night that my brother called me five years ago, I called my my parents immediately, of course, right? What, What would anyone else do? Like, tell me what happened. What is the story? My mother reacted as though I had done something wrong. And to be completely honest, I was the only person in the family who didn't know. My family all knew. My aunt, my my aunt, anyone who I grew up with as part of my family knew. The ones who didn't know were my cousins. The ones that are second cousins, right? My cousin's kids. Did he know? Did my cousin know? Yes. Okay? And that is the reason that I... It's not that I hold a grudge for not telling me, but he's not a good person. He is a narcissist as well, but he should have had some sort of, like, maybe you should tell her because with the internet, 
there's a good possibility that they're going to find you guys or or her. And actually, when some time passed, I found out my the younger of those two had called my parents directly and my mother just literally hung the phone up. That's the story. And that's why they called me. So if she had just spoken to them, they could have continued the lie for a while at least. But my mother made a bad, a poor choice. Now, I'm glad that she did it that way. I'm glad that she wasn't smart enough to think, maybe I should talk to them. Maybe I should let my husband talk to them. Because we can kind of control this a little bit better. I'm glad she didn't think that. Because I'm glad that I found out. Because I, the result was me realizing how toxic my parents were. My mother was. Um, I already knew that my mother was, had issues. I just wasn't, I hadn't accepted it. And this situation was what opened my eyes. That's why I say, this is the day my life changed. And it's not because I had brothers. That was the only good thing that I saw. I always wanted siblings. I always had this feeling, even when I was a teenager, that, I wish I had an older brother. I kept saying to myself in my own head, who would protect me? And I had three. But I didn't ever get to have a relationship. And I still don't. Because they were strangers. We're strangers. DNA doesn't make a relationship. DNA is just DNA. I wish I had had them in my life, my entire life. My life would have been so much fuller. And I just think I would have enjoyed life better if I had known them growing up. Right? And maybe have had that experience of the protective older brothers, you know, at least one of them. Anyhow, I call my mom and her attitude is very, it it was so weird that I, I didn't know how to react to it because I had just had a bomb thrown at my house, right? My whole life just exploded and she's blaming me. Basically, acting as though I did something wrong. And, and the, I know why she reacted that way. She died and she I know that she never believed that I had no idea they existed. But months before this happened, months, okay, maybe not even a month. I'm not sure how long before I blatantly just asked my mom, hey, do I have a brother out there somewhere, jokingly? Because of the weirdness, I had this suspicion that I might have a sibling (laughs) on my dad's side. I I just, I don't know why, I can't really explain except for the fact that I didn't know anything and maybe he cheated on my mom. I suspected they were younger than me. My mother looked me in the eyes and said, are you crazy? 
literally, I mean, gaslighting to a T. You know, I'm telling her the truth. I'm asking about the truth. Something that's 100% true. And she told me I was crazy. So, the conversation went something like, okay, so this man called me and told me he was my brother. She tried, I remember she tried to um, turn it around so I wouldn't think it, it was true. I said, don't try that. I know he is my brother. He knows things nobody else would know. What's the story? What do you know? That was the next thing. And then she goes, well, if you need to know, your father was married twice before me. And and that's what happened. You know, she didn't really tell me everything. But that was another kind of slap in the face. Now, still, I was thinking at that point that those marriages happened before they got married without calculating ages. And the fact that my dad would have to be like 10 years older for that to have been the case. Um, my dad was married. This is the truth now. My dad was married in Cuba to a much younger girl. He was 19. She was 15. And that I found out not that long ago. I didn't realize that that was the case, that she was so much younger. But it was socially accepted and I don't care to me, that's gross and disgusting, but whatever. And he had son number one in Cuba. And then he and his wife came to the U.S. through Spain. And they, when they got here, then they, they, they did the visa for the, the son and they brought the son over. He was only a year old or so when he came here. And my dad and and his his mother, my my brother's mother, got divorced. Um, the real reason I'll never know, because my brother was also lied to by his family to protect him. I think, but I still think that family shouldn't use the word protect to abuse. Okay, because lying about the lying about who you are and what happened with your family is abuse. It's it just is. It's psychological abuse because lies don't last forever. They can last for many years, but they will eventually come out. And that's where the abuse comes in. It's the shock of I didn't know this. So. I don't really know what happened there. I just know my my dad divorced. And then he moved into the room that I talked to about in the beginning of the podcast of this apartment. I think that part is true. But he fell in love with the woman that lived in the apartment. And they got married and they had two kids. My mother came from Cuba at this point, you know, in the early 70s and became friends with my dad's wife. That's what really happened. Um, Through her, she met my dad and was okay with taking my dad away. 
I remember having this conversation with my mother. Of course, she she denied that that was what happened, but that is what happened. I have like some memories of some conversations of this woman when I heard her nickname. I went, "Oh my god, I've heard that name before." Um, people think that a 3-year-old or 4-year-old's not listening and doesn't remember. Well, we remember. Sometimes we remember. So, I heard her nickname and I went, "Damn it." Like, I remember my cousin talking about her like because they were all in cahoots. It wasn't just that he knew about it. He was involved. You know, he was friends with my dad. I always knew their relationship was kind of weird. But um, because he was friends with my dad. My dad was, I mean, how old was my dad? I guess my dad was a full-grown adult. but And my cousin was a teenager. But he was friends with my dad. And my mother met my dad because her friend was married to him. She's a homewrecker. Uh, there's no other way to say that. Um, of course, that doesn't take away that my dad left, right? That's not, I'm not taking away from his part in this. Now, obviously, he had a a background of divorcing and abandoning children, and he, he did it again. I mean, this time he abandoned, you know, left his wife and left the kids. And um, I'm assuming he was taken to court because he paid child support until I was 13 years old. That's when my youngest brother turned 18. Right? I find all that out. Um, so... The truth is, my parents got married in 1973, and I was born in October of 1974. So they were married for a few months when my mom got pregnant. A few months. Not years. So that whole story was, of course, you know, made up. That's why I started with that story, because that story is... It's like, wow, they were married nine years, and no, they weren't. They were married a few months. Now, I remembered something recently. I'm telling you, this process, the the reason it's complex PTSD is because you remember and realize things all the time. Things occur to you. When I was 10 years old, <laughs> living in Queens, I remember that my dad bought my mom an engagement ring, like a 10-year anniversary engagement type ring and I remember hearing it was for the 10 year anniversary but I was 10 right I was 10 does it calculate it should calculate right it should I was at the end of my 10 or yeah I was 10 and they were married for 10 years it didn't make any sense, right? I was nine. Okay, that, that's where it is. I was nine, and it was their 10-year anniversary. That's, that's it. Um, it was May, because their anniversary date is, is correct, I believe, May 25th. But I remember this as a child, but it never came back to my conscious memory again because I knew all these other stories. So that one just 
it, it went to the back somewhere and it stayed there until a few, like literally maybe a couple of weeks ago, I said to my husband, my, my dad bought my mom a 10 year anniversary ring when I was nine years old. I remember we went to Chinatown and he gave it to her. I remember this and I remember it was for 10 years. Right. So when you live with a narcissist and in in a messed up, dysfunctional, toxic sludge bottom of a pond kind of situational family dysfunction, I I can keep going for it. Right. Um, That's the problem that you hear two things. And your mind is like, well, they can't both be true, so I'm going to choose which one I'm going to make you believe. And you just run with that one. And you're going to run with the one you hear the most. Right? You're not going to remember what you actually lived. Which was, I li- I was there the day my dad gave my mom a 10-year anniversary ring when I was 9. So, that didn't come to the forefront. So everything I knew about my life was pretty much a lie. Everything. Okay. My mother had been married before too. The story is that it was for papers, but that is a complete lie. Her best friend in the world, right, that I always knew was so close to her, was really her sister-in-law, her ex-sister-in-law. So I contacted her daughter through ancestry because she i found her on ancestry and i sent her an email and it took her a month or longer to get back to me to spit out the same story my mother had told me and i know it's not true if she had gotten back to me the next day with the story i might go well maybe that is the story it took her over a month that was her telling her mother and her mother calling my mother my mother telling her what to say Okay, there was no one to tell me the truth. There is no one to tell me the truth. I still don't know the truth. I know that she married this man. Good looking man. I found a picture of him one day. I was in my parents house. I don't know if I lived there or I didn't anymore, but I was in the bedroom and his picture was on my mother's bedside bed table. And I looked at it and went, well, what a good looking guy. He was just, he had dog tags, no shirt on, tan, really good looking man. Um, You know, an old picture. I knew it was way, way, way back when. And I, I was like, mom, who is this? You know, what a cute guy. Who is this? And she's like, oh, ew. I don't think she answered the question. You know, the circular, talking, word salad thing. I don't think she really answered me. This was the man that she had married. Um, And if you tell me for one second that my mother didn't have children in Cuba, I won't believe you. I am still expecting to hear through ancestry, or I'm going to do 23andMe eventually, I'm expecting to find a DNA match of a half-sibling, or more than one. My mother was 28 years old when she left Cuba, not 22, like she had told me. I never bothered to do simple math. I just took her at her word. Because these are not things that you spend a lot of time thinking about either. I mean, that's just natural. I mean, they tell you something 
and and you go you don't sit there and and think to yourself they're lying let me do the math you just take them for their word you know she was 22 years old when she left cuba no she was 28 and in that time period in a small town in cuba my mother had been married then she had kids okay she had kids and I think those kids were left behind to be raised by either a family member or just someone who didn't have kids. She had a friend. I don't know why I keep thinking about this person who died already, died years ago because she had a brain tumor. She was a doctor. My mother is very good friends with this woman. And she talks about, she used to talk about her and having a daughter I always had such a, uh, not always, when I found all this out, I started to be suspicious of that person, um, baby, that she was my sister, right, the, the her friend's daughter. Um, there's no way for me to know. I'll never know, right, unless, like I said, unless there's DNA of someone maybe i'm wrong about that and maybe the sibling or siblings that i have are here or in another country they're not in cuba anymore and maybe there's a chance that they do take a dna test i'm hoping it happens actually i have mixed feelings do i want it to happen or not you know so you guys you know, I do a lot of the, I just found out my mother was a narcissist. A lot of you have figured it out just from looking at behavior, right? Looking at your parents' behavior. Um, while I found out, not that I hadn't already looked at her behavior, because I had already done the Google search. And I had already seen the word narcissistic mother and seen the traits and gone, yeah, my mother's like that. Yeah, my mother's like that. Yeah, my mother's like that. But she's not a narcissist. I did the whole denial thing. But when my brother called me to tell me that he existed and that I had three brothers, I couldn't turn my back on the fact that my mother was toxic. And then all of the toxicity started to come out. That's when I started to really see the things she had done to me. Right? So at that point was that I went really low contact because I didn't want anything to do with them. I, at that point, I felt so betrayed. Right? Their reaction was to unplug their phone. They didn't have cell phones. They only had the house phone, the landline. Yes, five years ago, they only had a landline. Um, I'm not lying about that. They unplugged the phone and I called several times. Like the next day, they unplugged the phone. And I had a, the the police do a wellness check because I didn't know if they were alive or if they had committed suicide or what the hell had happened because of me finding out. Of course, nothing happened. Um, And again... They plugged in the phone. I called and, or my mother called me. I don't remember. And she was like, yes, so what? Like, that that was her attitude. And I wanted to tell her, what do you mean, yes, so what? 
she was acting even though she knew how big it was because she knew, right? So a lot of you found out slowly and calmly <laughs> that your mother was a narcissist. Not that that's ever a good situation. Um, I found out because I had a huge trauma. Because finding out your whole life has been a lie. Basically. Except for the things that you remember for sure. Everything was a lie. And everything that you do remember is twisted. Because your your mother was toxic and your father was toxic. And you had to dig in. That's the trauma. Right there. That's the trauma. So for months, this happened in April... For months, I was very low contact to the point where months at a time, I didn't talk to my parents. Mother's Day passed that year and I didn't send her a gift. Father's Day passed, no gift. My dad's birthday passed, no, nothing. Um, and then Hurricane, uh, hurricane Irma blew by and, and Hurricane Irma did a lot of damage where I live. Um... And I decided that I was not going to put myself in a situation where I was going to be locked in a house with my parents that I didn't really want anything to do with. I was still so angry and hurt and betrayed by the whole family. And I just couldn't deal with it. And I did my own thing with my husband and my daughter and my cats. Um, My mother didn't like that, that I didn't automatically choose to stay at their house so she did she said a few things that made no sense and and I was on to her by that point I didn't understand narcissism exactly but I knew that she was there was something really wrong with my mother um you know I would call her and say well how are you preparing for the hurricane well we're thinking of going to New York I said you're not Because I had already looked at tickets to New York myself to see maybe we should just, you know, just leave (laughs) for this hurricane. And my mom and I was like, okay, you're going to do that? Well, um, sure, you know, (laughs) sure you are. Um, You know, the whole just just acting weird and things that didn't make sense. And then ultimately, what made me go 100% no contact. I was already very low contact. So it wasn't a big step. It was just another thing. Was after the hurricane, unfortunately, a light, um, an electrical post was, it had fallen on my street. And there were several houses, including mine, that didn't have power for 10 days. While... My parents got power back the day after the hurricane, and I didn't know for days. I was the one calling them, I should add. They were not calling me to see how I was. They knew I didn't have power. We ended up sleeping in a stranger's house, pretty much. Someone we knew, but he wasn't a close friend. It was basically a stranger. And I called to see how they were doing. Like four days after the hurricane. And my dad picked up the phone and I said, can I talk to my mother? And he said, she's taking a shower. That's her stonewalling me. Okay. And I uh, I did the my last podcast on stonewalling. 
Um, and I said, okay, well, do you guys have power yet? And he's like, yeah, we got power last night or whatever it was. And I, and I hung up the phone and I said to David, they got power yesterday. And we are literally in a stranger's house right now. So my, my mother chose and my father chose to let us die because we came home and it was like over a hundred degrees in this house. And it got to the point where he got sick. He was feeling sick and we had to go to a hotel and we got very lucky. They gave us the one room that a dog had been in that room and it smelled awful but they were like, if you want it, you can have it. And I was like, yeah, we'll take it. Because we have, our, our house, has, there's no power. So we took the room and stayed there for six days. That's the first, that was the beginning of our going into debt. Because I put it on a credit card I had just gotten. I wasn't working. And I put over $700 on that credit card. Um... In that hotel room, those six days were the worst six days of my life because I had no choice but to face who my mother was, who my parents were. And my anger was so great that I posted what had happened on Facebook. And I deleted it realizing that maybe I shouldn't put my personal history life. And I didn't realize just how bad it was going to get with finding out the smear campaign and the flying monkeys and not really being able to go no contact without family members who didn't care about me before getting involved all of a sudden. So, that's my story. That is not the story. That is the story that I have on the day my life changed. But I just tell, you know, what <laughs> the story of finding out about, about my brothers. But it's so much more than that. That day was the day that I began the journey that I'm on now with the podcast. And shining a light on narcissism and abuse coming from your parents. And what happens when you're an adult and you were abused as a child in your whole life? What happens? So I just wanted to tell it. Um, I know that most of you don't have such a traumatic experience to lead you to finding out the truth about your mother or your father. Mothers mostly, right? <laughs> Um, but it's just the way it is for me. That's how it happened. Um, and I, I just hope that your situation wasn't as, as weird and traumatic, right? Five years later, and I know exactly what day it is. I know exactly what happened. And I did put the memory of me, I put a post on Facebook that day that was very cryptic, saying that 
I had found out. Actually, I think I found out on the 26th, not the 25th. Now that I realize something about the time, but it doesn't matter. Um, the The message was something happened to change my life. I can't be specific right now. We're doing okay. Blah, blah, blah. Because David had posted something, my husband, on Facebook that he just, he ranted. He was so upset that he just went off. and But he didn't say what happened either. <laughs> So I wanted to go on there and explain to people, hey, it's we're okay. Just something did happen, but we're okay. That's what it was. So I have put that memory on my my news my, my, on my page today. And I wrote five years ago today. It feels like it feels like longer and it feels like it just happened. And that's how I started this podcast. All right, guys, I've talked a lot. Um, Again, I don't know how helpful this was for you. Some of you have similar stories. I know some of you found out you had siblings you didn't know about and secrets, family secrets. It's all common in this kind of dysfunctional narcissistic situation. So, you know, I just hope that you can come to a place where you're talking about it years later like me, you know, and you have to let things flow, right? I never forced it uh, with my brothers, that is. I, I never forced it. Um, I, I was in therapy, and that was a suggestion. And she was right about that. I mean, I couldn't force a relationship or even p- put it in my head that I was going to have this great relationship I ended up I mean five years later I don't it's not that I'm not talking to them we just don't talk because we don't have a relationship as much as the brother that called me he's such a nice man he really is and we get along when we talk and we haven't met in person yet We just, we're so, we're, we're just different. Every, all of us. Um, so there's no, nothing really has changed. And, and I've come to the conclusion that I'm still that girl who was an only child. Because that was my experience, regardless of what the truth was. That was my experience. You know, I didn't just become one of four children, I mean, I did, but I didn't. My past didn't change. My my life experience didn't change because of it. I was still the girl I was. And that my parents, my parents' mistakes were not my mistakes to carry on. And that's what this message is today. Your parents' mistakes are not yours. All right, guys, I've been talking for fifty over 50 minutes now, and I'm going to take a bath. I've been stressed today. Um, this day is always difficult. Um, I love you all very much. And until next time.